0: After a long 2020 with COVID restrictions, social distancing and mass mandates, the vaccine has arrived. People are taking the vaccine and getting healthy and getting back to the normalcy of their everyday life. A tradition in Northwest Ohio returns to bring some joy and a lot of charity work to the Northwest Ohio on a golf course that's simply known as Highland Meadows. Yes, my friends, it is that time of year, the Marathon Classic presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. You can follow all our coverage on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred and Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. A full week of shows. Yes, a full week of shows. A preview of the Marathon Classic on Wednesday evening. Followed by round one coverage of the Marathon Classic presented by Dana. On Friday and Saturday, we will be live at Highland Meadows Golf Course. Taping our show and getting you set for Championship Sunday. As we will recap all the events from the weekend. Again, hit the subscribe button. Because it is that time of year, my friends. It is the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms on the Anchor Network. Whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleeker. However, you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at allandyelford. It is at allandyelford and Facebook.com/slash allandyelford. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of All Andy Elford tonight, right here on the Anchor Network. I would usually have a introduction. For what we're going to talk about this evening. Um, And we were going to have a high energy show tonight for you guys. Um, Unfortunately, tonight's going to be a little bit of a different story. Um, Tonight, we are going to talk a little bit about what has happened today, Um, what is happening, what has happened this past weekend in sports. Of course, we'll give you your daily feel, but we're also going to honor Mattias Kavlenics, the goaltender from the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about his career and his life. And uh, we'll get you set for the week that is ahead in sports on All-Andy Alfred tonight right here on the Anchor Network. Guess who's back? All-Andy Alfred. And a shot at a goal! Four runs in the span. i really gonna get shut out. Dumb beer! Hip to a home run! Go home, Jack! way back! Put some extra relish on my hot dog! Bear down, Chicago Bears! Two, two, it's time for All Andy Alfred. And with that, I say I love you guys and welcome into another edition of All Andy Alfred right here on your exclusive home for me that is the Anchor Network. That is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Uh, You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred, it is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. Welcome into the show tonight on uh, this the 5th of July 2021 um today is one of those days where you're pausing and you're reflecting on what's happened in your life and what you know sports means and tonight we we're going to do our regular show like we usually do. We were planning on doing our regular show tonight. Um had it all written up last night. Had everything ready to go fantastic ready to go and then this morning the news of uh, Matthias kivflinox um Matisse Kivlenics, excuse me uh really hit me home hit home for me um uh, because he's not only a a jacket player but it's somebody that at the age of twenty four we've lost too soon in this world, because of an absolute accident and an absolute sadness in the hockey in the hockey world, um, uh, Mattias is one of the nicest guys you'll ever have met in hockey. I met him. When I was in Cleveland for a little bit, caught a game, you know, stayed around afterwards with the fiance, we met him, he's a very nice gentleman, he has always had a smile on his face, yeah, he loves, he loves the game, he is an absolute treasure to to the sport, and You know, it was, it was hard to read the story this morning and to hear it. It just, it it, it 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 just, it just, it hurts. And this guy is our backup goaltender, folks, for the Blue Jackets. He is, you know, I am behind the backup because of Corpy and Elvis and the situation with them going forward. It you you find you you, you think about what you what's happened in your life when something important in your life dies. And you think about you know, how are we going to get through this we c- we will get through this you know we're going to celebrate his life we're not going to mourn on his passing we're going to celebrate his life but it's a life that has been cut too short because of this accident that happened you know um i will um, uh the the latvian native um according to reports suffered a um Apparent head injury in a fall. Medical personnel were called immediately, but he succumbed a short time later to his injuries. And Kavlenics, the goaltender for the Blue Jackets, uh, succumbed to his injuries. Uh, according to... Uh, police out of Novi, Michigan, where the incident took place, first reported that Kovlenix was in a hot tub at a private residence when a mortar-style firework tilted and fired at people nearby. Kovlenix said was fleeing the hot tub when he slipped and fell, hitting his head on the concrete. Um... According to the Blue Jackets, like, he, like I said before, he succumbed to his injuries when medical personnel arrived. In a statement on Monday, uh, President of Hockey Operations John Davidson um, was quoted in saying, uh, We are shocked and saddened by the loss of Mattias Kovlenix. We extend our deepest sympathy to his mother and his family and friends during this devastating time. Kivy was an outstanding young man who greeted every day and everyone with a smile and impact that he, he had during his four years with our organization is not to be forgotten. Um, Kiv Lennox, who, start, who signed with the Jackets as a free agent in 2017, went 2-2 two two this past season with the 3.9 goals against average. Um, fans have been going to Nationwide today. And leaving notes and and flags and uh and uh cards and flowers at the door where the players would go in. Um Kavlenics made his debut this past se- last season in 2020 with the Rangers helping the Jackets get a two-one win over the Rangers and over the span of the four years. Lennox posted a thirty-three, thirty-five, and nine mark with three point three-one goals against the average with the Monsters. He was uh, he was representing uh, Latvia in tournaments this past season. Uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, um, released a statement: "The National Hockey League was saddened to learn the sudden and tragic passing of goaltender Mattias Kivleniks." On behalf of the NHL family, we extend our deepest sympathy to his family, friends, and teammates in both the Blue Jacket organization and his native country of Latvia. His love of life and passion for the game will be dip- deeply missed by all of those who have been fortunate to have known him as well. Yarmo uh, Kekalainen, the uh, general manager of the Jackets, wrote in a statement uh, Life is so precious, it can be so fragile. Hug the ones you love today, R. A. P. Mattias. You will be deep, dearly missed. Um, having uh, I got a, requ- a note from the from uh, Tony Brown. He posted this on his Twitter account today. Uh, I'll share a little bit of it with you. Uh, absolutely sickened to hear the tragic and shocking loss of uh, Mattias having the utter privilege to get to know Kivy the past four years. He was a kind, gen- genuine, funny, open, respectful for everyone, and a joy to cover. I remember his big smile that he brought with him to the rink every single day. It was a gift to watch him develop from a raw kid straight out of the USHL to an NHL goaltender, selling the world stage and being on the cusp of breaking through full-time with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh... We' also he also says quote it was an easy guy to root for, and I know he did this he did my share of that on and off the year off the air over the years, sending strength and love to his family teammates, and friendships. The hockey universe is so much less brilliant without him and his positive light that was Tony Brown, the former the the broadcast person for the play by play guy for the Cleveland Mon. Cleveland Monsters. Uh, fans have also gathered tonight at the, our gathering at the R-Bar to observe an 82nd moment of silence to honor Mattias, who wore the number 84 the jackets. Um, I wanted to make mention, I, if you've seen my uh, Twitter account, which is at all Andy Elford, uh, Nick Foligno had a nice comment today. Uh, seeing the beautiful tributes to Mattias only further cements what a kind person he was. What a tragic loss for all of us who knew him and is thinking and and I am thinking and praying for his family. Heaven gained gained a darn good goalie and a better person just way too soon. R. A. P. Kevy. Uh, if you want to support the family, of course, uh, use the hashtag Sticks Out for Kevy. Uh, out here in our here at the studio, we have a hockey stick laid out. Now for for Kivi, and um, he is probably one of the be- nicest people you have ever met in hockey, and one of the nicest people you will ever have known to play the game. It's um, gone too soon at the age of twenty-four. He for local people, he played for Kalamazoo with the K-Wings for a couple seasons when Kalamazoo was affiliated with the Blue Jackets. Uh, the the, uh, the K-Wings made a post about it on their Twitter account. The Walleye as well made a post. Uh, the hockey community is coming together and um, supporting this, um, this sad time as a Jacket fan. And, um, you know... I I I go back to Yarmo's comment. You know, hug the ones that you love, especially the ones that matter the most to you in your life. So, our thoughts and prayers are with his family, his friends, the Jackets organization, as well as to his soul to go to heaven. And I hope go I hope he goes up there and puts up a shutout. Really does. But Mattias Kivlenics. Backup goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Dead at the age twenty four. Right here on All Andy Alfred. As you're listening to All Andy Alfred tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in as uh we're going to give uh if Matias was listening just we're going to give him one of our best shows out there tonight. We got a lot to get into tonight of course. We're going to Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals happening tonight. We'll break that down for you. Also, we have our final two matchup, final two teams for the NBA Finals. Uh as well, the Mud Hens on a hot pace in Hensville. We'll talk about that as well as how about the cruise new opening stadium, you'll hear my opinion about that, as well as a crown being put on in the ECHL. So, let's get into that tonight, and we're going to start with some baseball, of course. And we'll start with what happened this past weekend, which, by the way, was the 4th of July weekend. I hope you had a great 4th of July weekend right here. Uh, got a chance to hang out with the fiancé, had hung out with some friends. A lot, uh, hung out with some family, ate a lot of food, had a few, few pops, uh, played some cornhole, you know, had a great time. It's good to be with family, good to be, you know, situated with what's happening in the, in, in the world right now, you know. It feels like the world's coming back and reopening, which is a good thing, which is a very good thing. But like I said, the Tigers were home this past weekend on the 4th of of July weekend, which, by the way, happy birthday, America. Yes, I had to do it. I had to do it for you guys. But the Tigers took two of three from the White Sox this past weekend, a huge series win for the Tigers. Let's break it down for you. The White Sox did get the better of the Tigers on Friday night as the White Sox getting an 8-2 win over the Motor City Kitties. It was uh, Lynn getting the win. He goes to 8-3 and three with a 2.2, 2.02 ERA. Uh, Casey Mize gets the loss. He goes to 5-5 five and five with a 3.55 ERA as the White Sox beat the Tigers by a score of 8-2. to Vaughn homering for the White Sox, his eighth of the season. Sheets his second of the season. For the Tigers in the game, Mize starting out. He went three innings pitch, four hits, two runs two of which were earned, No one walk and four strikeouts in the outing for Casey Mize. For Lynn, Lynn, he went six hitting strong, four hits, one run. That run was earned, five walks, nine strikeouts in total. He's ERA a 2.20 ERA for that win for him. So the Tigers falling the opening of the series between the White Sox and the Tigers. But the Tigers did bounce back on Saturday evening as the Tigers getting 11 to 5 win over the pale hose of the south side of Chicago. As it was Keiko getting the loss, he goes to 6-3 and three with a 4.48 ERA. It was Scoble the win. He goes now to 5-7 and seven with a 3.45 ERA. It was Garcia homering his second of the season. It was Eric Haas. Having an inside the park home run in the bottom of the fourth inning, helping the Tigers. He had two home runs in the game, his 10th and 11th of the season. Jonathan Scope homering for the Tigers, his 16th of the season. As the Tigers getting an 11 5 win over the Pale Hose. At Comerica Park for Scoble in his outing. He went five innings strong, eight hits, five runs. Those five runs were earned though. One walk, six strikeouts. He gave up the one home run to Garcia, who is which was his second of the season for the White Sox in the game. It was Keiko on the hill, four innings pitched, seven hits, seven runs. All seven were earned. Three walks, two strikeouts. He gave up one home run in the game. Time of the game, by the way, three hours, seven minutes, seventeen thousand two hundred and thirty in attendance at Comerica Park. So the Tigers getting game two in the bu- in the books. Could they get the series win on Sunday? They do, and take two of three from the White Sox with a 6-5 win over the Pale Hose. And the, and the White Sox did rally back in the ninth inning. They gave him a run, a three-run bomb by Abreu, but it was just not enough as the Tigers shut the door as Giolito gets the loss, he goes to 6-6 six six with a 4.20 ERA. Alexander, the one, he goes to 1-1 one one with a 4.38 ERA. Cicino, the save, his fourth of the season. It was Abreu getting the only home run in the game, his 14th of the season. For the Tigers in the game, it was Eric Manning getting the start. He went 2-2 two two Thursday strong, seven hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, no strikeouts, no home runs. His ERA, a point. Nine four in the game for Lucas Giolito. He went five innings, ten hits, six runs. Those six runs were all earned. One walk, five strikeouts. He gave up no home runs in the game. His ERA a four twenty. And on on the fourth of July, it was fifteen thousand three hundred forty two in attendance. Three hours and twenty five minutes took to play the game at Comerica Park. So the Tigers take two of three from the first place White Sox. A big series win for the Tigers now. They will travel on the road, ladies and gentlemen. They have a huge road trip to end the first half of the season before the All-Star break. They will be in Globe Life Park starting tonight, 8.05 first pitch. It will be Peralta on the hill. He's 1-1 with a 3.21 ERA. Aldred will start for Texas. He's 2-4 with a 3.46 ERA. That's an 8.05 start time on Bally Sports Detroit. I don't know offhand what uh, and on the on Valley Sports Southwest in Texas. Game two of the series, we'll see Urra on the hill. He's two and eight with a 6.22 ERA on Tuesday. It will be Dunning for Texas. He is three and six with a 4.38 ERA. 805 first pitch for that one, and then the concluding game on Wednesday, we'll see Casey Mize on the hill. Five and five at the three point five five ERA. He'll take on Gibson, who is six and oh, with a one point nine eight ERA, two o five start time for that one. Like I said, Bally Sports Southwest in Texas or Bally Sports Detroit, in the in the Detroit market. So Tigers, big win two out of three against the White Sox, coming off of a big series win the previous week. As they swept the doubleheader in Cleveland on Tuesday and Wednesday. First time they have swept a doubleheader in Cleveland since 1977. Unbelievable for that one. As they took two or three from the Indians. They have taken two or three from the White Sox. And the Indians are struggling, ladies and gentlemen. They have hit the bottom. They were swept by the Astros. I mean, the Astros this past weekend at Progressive Field, and we'll start and break down the what happened with the Indians right now. Houston getting a big seven to two win on Thursday night at Progressive Field. It was Valdez getting the win. He goes to five and one with a two point one eight ERA. Mejia gets the loss. He goes to one and three with a six point one eight ERA. It was a home run bonanza at Progressive Field. It was. Uh, Alves his 14th of the season. Jose Altuve his 18th home run of the season. And the former Indian Michael Brantley getting his 5th home run of the season. No home runs hit for the Tribe in the game on Thursday. On Friday, the losing streak continue for the Tribe. They'll have lost now 4 straight after the Friday game. It was McCullers Jr. the win. He goes to 6-1 and one with a 2.97 ERA. And Austin Hedges gets the loss. He goes to 1-3 with an 8.22 ERA as the Astros... Beat the Indians by a score of 6-3. to Presley, the save, his 13th of the season. No home runs hit for the Astros in that game. It was Hernandez getting his 13th home run of the season. By the way, in the game on Thursday for Maheda, he went four innings pitch. He had five hits, six runs. All six were earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. He gave up two home runs in his outing. By the way, for Valdez, he went seven innings strong, four hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned five walks, six strikeouts in his outing on Thursday. At the Friday outings, for Collins uh, Jr. He went a no, excuse me, not, not uh hedges, excuse me, went pretty strong. It was two and two-thirds innings pit. He went two and two-thirds innings pitch, six hits, six runs, all six were earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. His ERA an 8.22 ERA. McCollins Jr. went five in the third, six hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, four walks, eight strikeouts. His ERA now a 2.97 ERA. He did not give up the home run. That would be Riley. Gave up the home run in two-thirds innings pitch. Presley the save, his 13th of the season. So they... Try falls to the Houston Astros by a score of six to three and now are on a four-game losing streak. Can they bounce back on Saturday? Unfortunately, they did not. As they fell to the Astros again, three to two. It was Ardozzi getting the Jake Ordozi starting for the Houston Astros. He got the win. He goes to three and three with a 3.70 ERA. Morgan the loss. He goes to 1-3 with an 8.44 ERA. Putzley getting another save. His 14th of the season. Home runs hit in the game, none for Cleveland, but it was Alex Carrera, his 16th of the season, and Toro, his third of the season. Like I said, Presley, the 14th save of the season for him. For the Indians in the game, Morgan went five innings pitched, five hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned, two walks, three strikeouts. He gave up the two home runs in his outing. For the Astros, it was Ordozzi going six innings strong, four hits, two runs. One run was earned, though, two walks and two strikeouts. In his outing on Saturday evening, so the Indians losing the series to the Astros, would they get swept? They were swept on Sunday in extra innings as the Astros beat the Indians by a score of four to three. As they were swept in the game, it was Taylor getting the win. He goes to one and two with a 2.45 ERA, uh, costs sit- a loss. He goes to three and three with a 1.01 ERA. Uh, Riley getting the save, his second of the season. Home runs hit in the game. It was McCormick, his 10th of the season for the Astros. Eddie Rosario, his 5th of the season. And Cesar Hernandez, home run for the Tribe, his 14th of the season. It was Zach Greinke on the hill for the Astros getting the start. He went 7-2, in inning strong 5 hits, 3 runs. Those 3 runs were earned, 1 walk, 8 strikeouts. He gave up the 2 home runs to Rosario and Hernandez. For the Indians in the, in the outing, it was Quintel starting. He went five and a third. Six hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. He gave up the one home run to McCormick. and Like I said, Riley, they save his second of the season in front of 17,412 on the, the 4th of July. Three hours and 16 minutes took to play the game. So the... Indians have lost six straight. They're going to now Tampa for a pivotal three-game series, which will start tonight. It will be Allen on the hill. He's 1-5 with a three, 8.38 ERA. He'll take on Hill, who is 6-3 with a 3.70 ERA. 7-10 first pitch deck. You can watch that on Bally Sports uh, Great Lakes or on Bally Sports Sun or on the MLB. Our Bally Sports Sun. Now the Indians were scheduled to play a game on Tuesday. That game has been postponed. They'll play a doubleheader on Wednesday, and the starters it looks like for Wednesday's double dip will probably be. It looks to be Maheda in Game One. He's one and three with a 6.18 ERA. Waka will start for Tampa. He's one and two with a 5.26 ERA. The second and final game of the series will see Hedges on the Hill 1-3 and three, with an 8.22 ERA. Tampa has not yet named the starter for their game on Wednesday in Game 2. After this, Cleveland will head home for their final homestand before the All-Star break. They'll take on the Kansas City Royals for four straight before we hit the All-Star game. By the way, Detroit heads to Minnesota after the Texas series. We'll see what happens with that as you're listening to all of the for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now let's head down to the Queen Cities, a big series sweep for the Red Legs. Let's talk about those Cincinnati Reds, a four-game winning streak, ladies and gentlemen, four-game winning streak for the Red Legs. And it all started this past week. They went in and hosted the San Diego Padres, losing two out of three from the Padres. But they got a big win on Thursday as they beat the Padres by a score of 5-4. to four. Warren gets the one. He goes to 1-0 and with a 2.19 ERA. Uh, McCullen, the loss, he goes to 1-1 and with a 2.27 ERA. No home runs hit for the uh, for the Padres, but it was Farmer' his sixth of the season. It was in walk off style in the tenth in the ninth inning, as Tyler Stevenson hitting the walk off, bringing home Jonathan India, as the Reds beat the Padres by a score of five to four. Looking at the box score in the game, it was. Luke luis castillo on the bump six and a third five hits three runs those three runs were earned three walks six strikeouts his era 5.08 era for the padres in the game it was weathers on the hill he went four innings strong five hits two runs those two runs were earned four walks five strikeouts in his outing, his ERA now a 2.63 ERA. So the Reds getting a big win. They then welcome in the Chicago Cubs. The North Side Cubbies came into, into Great American Ballpark on Friday night. And the Reds getting a big 2-1 win on Friday night. A big win. As I was asking, the win he goes to one and oh with a 1.50 ERA. Mills, the loss, he goes to 3-2 and two with a 4.85 ERA. Humphrey the save, his second of the season. Both teams did not bring anybody home across the plate with taters, the home runs as well. So the Reds getting a big 2-1 win for the Cubs in the outing. It was Mills rolling five and two-thirds, inning strong, two hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, nine strikeouts, in his outing, uh, Morgan has the blown save. He won an innings pitch, one hit, no runs, none driven in. For the Redlegs, it was Sonny Gray back on the hill. He went five innings strong, five hits, one run. That run was earned. One walk, eight strikeouts in his outing. So Sonny coming off a pretty good win- outing for himself. His ERA a 3.27 era then saturday afternoon the reds continued their winning ways beating the cubs again by a score of three to two it was hendricks the win he goes to four and one with a 5.68 era alose the loss he goes to four and eight with a 4.48 era humbry again another save his third of the season it was chris bryan homering his 16th of the season joey Votto. Hitting another tater, another home run. His 11th of the season, Tyler Naquin, his 13th of the season. Joey Votto, a great double play in the game. Got to give credit to Joey on that one. Laying out and showing up and getting the crowd pumped up. Um, Umbre the save, like I said, his third of the season. For the Reds in the game, it was uh, Miley on the bump. Five innings strong, five hits, two runs, one walk, four one run earned, four walks, seven strikeouts. He gave up the home run to Chris Bryant, Bryan, 16th of the season. Sean Dulo did come in the game, shut it down with two straight strikeouts, with two strikeouts in his outing as well. But Hendricks gets the win. He went in an inning on the third pitch, one hit, no runs, none earned his ERA, a 5.68. For the Cubbies, it was Alonzo Ray starting seven innings strong, five hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned, one walk, six strikeouts. He gave up the home runs. Devado, his 11th of the season, and Tyler Naquin, his 13th of the season. So the Reds getting a huge win, taking the series. Could they go for the sweep on Sunday? They absolutely do. They break out the brooms and they beat the Cubbies and give them the L and they sweep the cubs on the 4th of July by a score of 3 to 2 Warren the win he goes to 2 and 0 with a 2.03 ERA Winkler the loss he goes to 1 and 1 with a 1.82 ERA Garrett they save his 6th of the season and he celebrated with the game-ending double play breaking out the brooms breaking out the Lipman brooms and sweeping the cubs away as the cubs fall to the Reds by a score of three to two. In the game, the Reds sent Drew Miley on the hill. Uh six and two thirty thirds inning strong, ten hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned one walk, three strikeouts in his in his outing. And by the way, it's Wade Miley, not Drew Miley. I'm thinking Drew Smiley. I don't know why. But it was Wade Miley on the hill, six and two thirds, ten hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. One walk, three strikeouts. For the Cubbies in their outing it was Hendricks on the Hill, six innings pitch five hits one run that run was earned no walks five strikeouts is ERA a 3.86 ERA time of the game two hours and 59 minutes 29,340 in attendance at Great American Ballpark so the four game winning streak now hits the road since he now goes into Kansas City on to Kansas City Kansas City here they come Kansas City welcomes in the Red Legs tonight. 8 10 first pitch. It will be Gutierrez on the hill. He's 3 3 with a 4.93 ERA. Minor will start for Kansas City. He's 6 6 with a 5.33 ERA. Tuesday's game sees Lucas Giolito, Lucas, Luke, Luis, Luis Castillo, my apologies, on the bump. 3 10 with a 5.14 ERA. And for Kansas City in their outing, they have not yet named a starter. The concluding game Wednesday, which is a 2:10 start time for that one, it will be Sonny Gray on the hill, 1-4 with a 3.27 ERA. He'll take on Singer, who is 3-6 with a 4.74 ERA. You can watch all the games on Bally Sports Kansas City or Bally Sports Ohio. So the Reds getting a big win, though, then head to Milwaukee to finish up their first half of their season before the All-Star break. So the Reds, a huge, big series win against the Cubs. It helps them out tremendously. And here's why we're going to go into the standings before we get into news and notes. Here is why. We'll start with the American League first. With the White Sox falling 2-3 to the Tigers, they're now 49-34. and 34. The Indians, with their sweep, Being swept by the Astros, they're now 42 and 39, six games out of first place. Detroit is now 38 and 46, they are 11 and a half games out of first place. Kansas City 35 and 48, 14 games out of first place. Minnesota 34 and 40, 14 and a half games out of first place. In the American League East is Boston at 53 and 32, Tampa Bay 48 and 36. Four and a half games out of first place. Toronto, 43 and 39, eight and a half games out of first place. The New York Yankees are one game on, one game over 500 at 42 and 41, 10 games out of first place. And the Baltimore Orioles are 27 and 57, 25 and a half games out of first place. In the American League West, it is the Astros with their sweep over the Tribe are now 52 and 33, top spot. Oakland, 49 and 37, three and a half games out of first place. Seattle 45 and 47 games out of first place. The Angels of Anaheim are 42 and 41, nine games out of first place. And the Texas Rangers are 33 and 51, 18 and a half games out of first place. In the senior circuit, in the central division, it is the Brewers at the top spot at 51 and 34. In second place are the Cincinnati Reds, who are 43 and 40. Seven games out of first place. The Cubs at a 500 mark at 42 and 42, eight and a half games out of first place. St. Louis is 41 and 44, 10 games out of first place. And Pittsburgh is 30 and 53, 20 games out of first place. In the senior circuit on the East Coast, Atlanta holds the top spot only a game, excuse me, it's the Mets holding the top spot, excuse me, at 43 and 37. Atlanta holding second. At 41 and 42, three and a half games out of first place. Washington, 40 and 42, four games out of first place. It is the Philadelphia Phillies at 39 and 42, four and a half games out of first place. Miami is 35 and 47, nine games out of first place. And in the National League West, it is the Giants at 53 and 30, top spot. The Dodgers in holding the second position, only a half a game out of first place at 53-31. The Padres, 50-36, and 36, four and a half games out of first place. Colorado, 37-48, 17 games out of first place. And the Arizona Diamondbacks at 23-63, 31 and a half games out of first place. They are the worst team in Major League Baseball. So there is your standings, your updated standings. News and notes to pass along to you, of course, for you, before we get into the all star game notes, uh, the Cubs have signed Carreros to a one year deal. The catcher, fr- formerly from the Mets, it looks like also the, on the injury side of things, Buster Posey exited their series finale against the Diamondbacks with a uh, f- took a foul tip to the hand. The x rays were negative. Posey has been diagnosed with a thumb contusion. The Twins are really hitting hard with injuries Mitch Garver, Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson all injured for the Twins. Uh it is Mike Trout. Here's the injuries for the Angels. Trout, Upton, Rendon and Taylor Ward all injured for the Angels. Uh, Lorenzo Cain for the Brewers is out as well as Carlos Carrasco, the former Indian first Indians pitcher began throwing a bullpen session in late June as part of his latest bid to return from hamstring tears. Uh, he's been fielding practice for the first time on Monday. So that's good to see there. And, um, yeah, that's some news and notes, of course. And now let's talk a little bit about the All-Star game. Yes, the All-Star game coming to Coors Field in Colorado. A great roster. Great selection, I think. So here is the starters for the All-Star game. Here is the batting lineup for t- for the All-Star game. It will be Salvador Perez at catching. At first base, it will be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Marcus Simeon is at second. Rafael Devers is at third. Xander Bogarts is at shortstop. Outfielder is Mike Trout. Aaron Judge, as well as Tescar uh, Hernandez. For Toronto, the DH will be Shohei Ohtani. He is also going to be the pitcher and designated hitter as well in the game. The reserves are as follows for the American League. Uh, Mike Zeno from Tampa. Altuve at second base. Bo Bichette. Uh, Carlos Carrera. Carrera, Matt Olson, Jose Ramirez. Jared Walsh. Michael Brantley. Joey Gallo. Uh, Andres Garcia, Cedric Mullins, J.D. Martínez, and Nelson Cruz are your reserves. Your pitching looks like this. There will be Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, Nathan Adaldi, Kyle Gibson, Yuris Kruci, Lance Lynn, and Carlos Rondon. The relievers will be Barnes, uh, Matt Barnes, Aronis Chapman, Liam Hendricks, Ryan Presley, and Gregory Soto. That is the only representative for the Detroit Tigers. In the National League, it will be at catching will be Buster Posey from the Giants, Freddie Freeman from the Braves, Adam Frazier from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Nolan Arenado from the St. Louis Cardinals, Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. The outfield will be Ronald Acuna Jr. and Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winkler from the Cincinnati Reds. The reserves are as followed: It will be uh, J.T. Remuto from the Phillies, Ozzy Albie's from Atlanta, Chris Bryant at third base, Brandon Crawford at shortstop, uh, Jake Cudjoeck from the Padres at second base, uh, Emilio es- and Mardo Escobar from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Max Muncie from the Dodgers, uh, Trey Turner from the Washington Nationals, Mookie Betts out in the outfield, so is Brian Reynolds. From Pittsburgh, Kyle Schwarber, as well as Juan Soto and Chris Taylor. The pitchers are as follows. It will be Corbin Burns from Milwaukee, Hugh Darvish from the Padres, Jacob Grum from the Mets, uh, Kevin Guzman from San Francisco, Jermaine Marquez from Colorado, Trevor Rogers from Miami, Zach Wheeler from the Phillies, and Brandon Woodruff from Milwaukee, the Relievers, Josh Hader from Milwaukee, Craig Kimball from the Cubs, Mark Melton uh, D, uh, from the Padres and Alex Reyes from the St. Louis Cardinals, and those are your starters, relievers, and reserves right here that will be playing in the All-Star Game on July 13th on Fox from Coors Field in the Midsummer's Classic. So there is your MLB news and notes. By the way, wanted to make mention of this as well too. Wanna talk a little bit about what's happening with Trevor Bauer really quick. If you haven't seen the allegations of him and his sexual assault, I will just say this. Go do your research about it. Uh do your research about what's happening with him. He is on in indefin- he's on a he's on a um suspension for some time from the league because of the code of conduct. Research it, look it up. That's all I'm gonna talk about because Bauer is one of my one of my favorite people to cover about and to hear what he did. It's bad, it's bad, bad news for him. It really is. What what one thing is for certain, it's not bad news that you're listening to all and the for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Podcast, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And by the way, got to make mention of this too. It looks like Shohei Otani is going to pull double duty. Angels manager Joe Madden has confirmed that Shohei Otani will pitch and hit in the Midsummer Classic. Babe never did that. We're going to see history. We're going to see also history happening maybe at 5th, 3rd field as the Mudhens continue their winning ways. As they welcome in the Columbus Clippers. So the Mudhens just wrapped up a long two-week homestand at 5th, 3rd field. Taking most of the series against Memphis. As they took four four out of the possible six against Memphis. They They then welcomed in the Columbus Clippers for a big Six-game series. And Tuesday night was Bark in the Park, and I got a chance to head down to the ballpark with Snacks. Cordova, yes, with his mom, Katie, and Roberto Cordova. We all sat down in the outfield for Bark in the Park, and the Mudhens got a big 7-3 to win over the Clippers. By the way, the Clippers are managed by Andy Tracy, the former skipper for the Bowling Green State University Falcons. McKenzie making a rehab start for the Clippers, he went and pitched and got the loss, he's now 1-1 with a 2.20 ERA, Pano the win, he goes to 1-2 and with a 5.60 ERA, no home runs hit in the game for the Clippers, it was Paredes his third, uh, Alan Rodriguez homering his 12th of the season, and Jacob Robson his 4th of the season as the Hens won the opening game of the series on bark in the park seven to three on wednesday columbus rally back got two runs in the game but toledo getting the big five to win peacock the loss he goes to only one with a 5.40 era lintner jr the win he goes to 1-0 with a 4.15 era pinto the save his first of the season alex call getting his first career home run in minor league baseball his first and second Actually a two home run night for call. He was the only run supporter. Kristen Stewart homering for the Mudhens, his sixth of the season. On Thursday, Toledo a big four-two win. As it was Pinto the win, he goes to three and one with the two point five one ERA. Goose the loss, he goes to three and one with the five point eight two ERA. Uh De Jesus, the save, his first of the season. No home runs hit for either team. On Friday night, Columbus does get the better of the Mudhens. They beat the Hens by a score of seven to one. Ross Jr. the loss. He goes to two and five with a four point eight four ERA. McCarthy the win. He goes to six and one with a four point one one ERA. Olin Miller, the only home run hit in the game for the Clippers. No home runs hit for Toledo in the game. As Miller getting his fourth of the season. The Hens do bounce back on Saturday evening as they went four to two over the Clippers. Hutchison, the one he goes to 6-2 with a 3.86 ERA. Hill, the loss, he goes to 0-1-1 with a 19.29 ERA. Just getting his first start after coming up from Akron. Kroll to save his fourth of the season. Alan Rodriguez, his 13th home run of the season. And Gonzalez, his 10th home run of the season. And yesterday evening, the final game of the homestand, the final game of the series against Columbus, Toledo, Walks it off. Jacoby Jones with his own set of fireworks walk-off fashion in the bottom of the ninth. The Toledo Mudhens, a big win, 5-4, to four, take 5 of 6 in the series, and they take 9 out of the possible 12 in their homestand this past two weeks. That's great to see Jac- Jacoby Jones' third home run of the season. Uh, De Jesus, the win, he goes to 3-0 with a 4.11 ERA. The loss goes to Young. He's 2-2 with a 5.47 ERA. Besides Jacoby Jones' walk-off home run in the ninth inning, it was Rodriguez's 14th home run of the season and Yunez his 12th of the season. So the Mudhens now hit the road. They'll go now into Omaha. And Omaha, this series is a huge series going forward, ladies and gentlemen, and here is why we're going to go into the series right, into the standings right now. In the triple, in the... Triple A Midwest bracket. Omaha is in the top spot at 34 and 19. Toledo is in second spot, 30 and 23, four games out of first place. Indianapolis is 26, 27 and 26, seven games out of first place. St. Paul 25 and 28, nine games out of first place. With this five out of six loss to the Mudhens, the Clippers are now 24 and 29, 10 games out of first place. Iowa out of the cellar at 21 and 30, 12 games out of first place, and Louisville is 21 and 32, 13 games out of first place. So the Mudhens have a big six-game home, six-game road trip to Omaha. They'll play six. They'll play a total of 18 times, 12 of which will be in Omaha and six will be at Fifth Third Field. So these are huge games, especially with the Mudhens four games out of first place. Looking at the rest of the divisions. In the Northeast is the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders at the top spot at 34-16. and 16, They're the affiliate of the New York Yankees. The Worcester Red Sox are 32-21, and three and a half games out of first place. Buffalo 31-21, and 21, four games out of first place. They're affiliated with the Blue Jays. Uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs are 23-31, 13 games out of first place. They're affiliated with the Phillies. Rochester are with the Washington Nationals. They're 22-31, 13 and a half games out of first place. And the Syracuse Mets are 15-37, 20 games out of first place. They are affiliated with the New York Mets. In the southeast, it is the Durham Bulls in the top spot at 36-17. Nashville in the second spot, they're affiliated with the Milwaukee Brewers at 33-19, 2.5 games out of first place. The Fighting Shrimp are fighting on at 29-23. They're affiliated with the Miami Marlins at 6.5 games out of first place. The Norfolk Tides, affiliated with the Baltimore Orioles, are 23 and 28, 12 games out of first place. The Gwinnett Stripers are 23 and 30, 13 games out of first place, affiliated with the Atlanta Braves. The Charlotte Knights are 21 and 31, 14 and a half games out of first place. They're affiliated with the Chicago White Sox, and the Memphis Redbirds, affiliated with the St. Louis Cardinals, are 21 and 33, 15 and a half games out of first place. So big games going forward for starting tomorrow night in Omaha, 8 o'clock, first pitches in Omaha. Uh, let's see here if I could pull it up for you here. Both teams have not yet named starters for the opening game of the series. So see what happens with that. By the way, other games that happened this past weekend, when that was in Durham, Durham, a 5-4 win. Norfolk, a 2-1 win over Charlotte. Iowa gets the win over Indianapolis, 5-2, my apologies. Buffalo, a 5-4 win over Lehigh Valley. Worcester, a 5-4 win over Scranton. The Mets were a winner, 4-2 over Rochester and Columbus. Like I said, Omaha, a winner, 10-6 over St. Paul. Louisville falls to Nashville, 9-3. Jacksonville falls to Memphis, 2-1. So there is... Those games for you right there as we have recapped everything on the Diamond. You are listening to All the for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. And now let's hit the ice tonight. It could be closeout night for the Montreal Canadiens. So Montreal is about ready to get closed out, and it looks like we're going to have the defending champions will still be defending the Stanley Cup as it is the Montreal Canadiens playing the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Game one, game 4 of the series set to start here in just a little bit as we're doing this podcast around 7.45. Uh, it is do or die for the Canadiens after losing two straight in Tampa. They battled in game three and fell 6-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa now at 3-0 in the series. Um, we'll see what happens. Can Tampa close it out tonight and you know and lift the cup in four games? Or will, this, will Montreal battle back and get the win and force a game five? But then that could also help out Tampa because Tampa could win it at home in front of a full capacity. We just don't know. We absolutely just don't know. Uh, We do know that Alex Kalorn is out for Game 4 tonight. Of course, in the Stanley Cup Final, uh, Nick uh, Bouchton signs a one-year $900,000 contract today with the Minnesota Wild. It looks like uh, Kamiri off, and the Minnesota Wild are expected to resume contract talks this week. Uh, You also have, coming up as well as the Big thing is the NHL draft. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, uh, Erickson Eck signs a eight-year, $42 million contract with the Minnesota Wild. A lot of re-signings, of course. Um, the, the Kraken are getting ready. Uh, they also announced the TV expansion, the date for that. The 2021 expansion draft will be held July twenty first at eight PM on ESPN two in the United States and SportsNet in Canada. It will be host hosted by Chris Fowler. The Kraken will reveal its initial roster for the twenty twenty one-twenty twenty two inaugural season. And the and Chris Fowler will be follow will be joined by Dominic Moore and Kevin Weeks as well. And the first round of the two thousand twenty one NHL draft will begin. Friday, July 23rd, 8 p.m. on ESPN2 in the United States Sportsnet in Canada from NHL Network Studios in Secaucus, New Jersey. Butcher Gross will be hosting the round one along with Sportsnet, Sportsnet analyst Elliot Freeman and Sam Krusko, Kevin Weeks and NHL Network's Jackie Redman And ESPN hockey writer and reporter Emily Kaplan will join the coverage as well. And the NHL Network will have the exclusive round coverage from two through seven on Saturday, the twenty-fourth at eleven a.m. Of course, some of the top prospects are Owen Power from the University of Michigan, of course, is as well as center Kent Johnson, as well as center Mason. Tarvish from the Ontario Hockey League's Peterborough Peets. You also have to look at defenseman Luke Hughes the brother of recent draft pick Quinn and Jack Hughes and the Edmonton Edmonton Oilers Kings winger Dylan Gardner who scored 24 points in a shortened 12 game season. So the draft coming to ESPN 2 and ESPN Plus as well as on Sportsnet up in Canada. So that's good to see. All right, so no news about the Blue Jackets, of course, But besides what happened today with uh, Matias Kovlenics. It's sad to hear that, about that story. If you haven't heard it, go back to the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to go over that again for you. Uh, so there's that. Um, speaking of Columbus, let's talk about, a little bit about what's happening in Columbus. Of course, this past weekend, Was the opening of the new Lower.com field at in downtown Columbus, as it was the Crew. What can Crew do for you? Opened up their new stadium down in the capital city of Columbus, as it was a game that had that drew to a 2-2 draw against New England, as both as both teams battled it out as the crew rallied from a two-goal deficit to get an equalizer on an own goal of the 69th minute to tie and, uh, for, and to face t- a draw against the New England Revolution by a score of 2-2. Two two. It's good to see the crew. And that scene looks absolutely fantastic uh, when we went down there for the jacket game against Nashville, we drove pat we went up to it, and drove pat drove up to it, and that is absolutely gorgeous. Huge, gorgeous. I, I can't wait to go into a game. I like to see a game. Maybe it's something that me and the wife have to go do sometime soon. Of course. You know. So we're getting married. Looking at the rest of the schedule for the crew. Uh, the crew will have a home game on the not, will be on the road on the 9th in Cincinnati. They'll have 6 games in the month of July. They'll have they'll host the New York City FC as well as Nashville. Um they'll be in Atlanta for a 3:30 kick on ABC and then UF and then New York will host the crew at the end of July. So go to the crew get, go to the crew's website for ticket information and so much more. But I think they pretty much sold out. Um, because it's the brand new stadium. Everybody wants to go to it. Everybody wants to go to it. And I hope that they use that stadium more than just for MLS games. Hope they use it for the OHSAA. Hope they use it for a bunch of other stuff. I hope you know what that'd be great? A stadium series game. Columbus, the blue jackets. There. That would be fantastic. Be fantastic if we could use that building. Put it out there, Gary. Put it out there. Huh. Oh, so the new pitch is open for the Columbus crew. Of course, we are down to the final two. Between in the NBA Finals, as it will be the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Phoenix Suns. Uh if I have to make a prediction, I will take the Suns in six. No Giannis, even though they said that he's going to be in the starting lineup, I don't think so. I would say Sons and Six. That's for you, Steve. Sons and Six. So there's that. There's your NBA talk right there, of course. And I can't wait for the new Space Jam movie. I want to see what this is going to be like. hope it's better than. I hope, I hope it's not as bad. I hope it's not as bad as a re- rerun as if you were going to tear up the old michael jordan one because the michael jordan one was really good this one looks okay so hopefully it's good but going back to the ice i want to congratulate the fort wayne comets yes i'm gonna say it i congratulate the fort wayne comets in the city of fort wayne as they came out in droves to support their comets this season as you know the wall i did not play this year but they are now the kelly cup 2021 champions defeating the South Carolina Stingrays three games to one of the best of five series. They won the Kelly Cup on Friday night. They've been going around town, going to a 10-cups game. I saw the pitchers. Uh, Jenks lifting the cup. It's good to see a lot of the former walleye players that, are, that were with the team or are, are, are still on the team playing with Fort Wayne, getting a chance to win the cup. It's good to see that. But remember... We come back on the ice in November. And we hope to have the Huntington Center rocking and rolling come November, baby. Cannot wait, cannot wait for Walleye Hockey to come back. But you know what else I cannot wait for? I can't wait for this upcoming week. It is that time of year, my friends. It is time for the Marathon Classic. It's time, my friends, to head back. A great tradition in the Northwest Ohio sports scene was taken away from the fans this past year in 2020 as the Marathon Classic closed its gates, but the players kept playing, and Danielle Kang lifted the trophy in 2020. Now in 2021, the gates are now open for us fans to head to the greens and after all from the rolling hills that are ottawa hills to the concrete potholes and messed up streets of downtown toledo from the beautiful lake and bay in oregon ohio to our nation's history in perrysburg brings us a golf tournament unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio sports scene, on a golf course that is simply known as Highland Meadows. As the best LPGA golfers descend on this course for four days to see who will lift the trophy made by Libby Glass as this It's the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana in Sylvania, Ohio. Hello, friends. This is Andy Elford coming to you from the Man Cave Studios. For tonight, of course, you are listening to All Andy Elford. But on Wednesday, we'll have a special edition of All Andy Elford as we will give you the previews and the tea times for All Andy Elford for the Marathon Classic right here in Sylvania, Ohio. But the field has been list. The list is made and updated. And we have some great golfers coming into Northwest Ohio. The number two-ranked golfer in the LPGA, Se Young Kim, will be on the course, as well as Canada's own Brooks Brooke Henderson the number four-ranked golfer in the world, as well as Danielle Kang, the defending champion of this, the Marathon Classic. Some of the other famous names, of course, you have Brittany Anemeyer and Jessica Cora. You have Brittany Linsicum in MB Park, Celine Boutier and Min Han Lee, as well as Jasmine Sunarapura, as well as Kristen Gilman, Chella Choi, Elena Sharp, Brody Law, Carolyn Masson, Sue O, oh, to name a few. Amy Olson, Jody Enroff Standoff, Cheyenne Knight, the local favorite herself, Stacey Lewis, as well as Christy Kerr. Brittany Lang will be playing as well in this tournament. She's a major champion winner. You we'll also have, of course, Christina Kim, and as well as Jennifer Chang in the top 80 of the women golfers. Also, you're going to see the LPGA Simmatora top 10 playing in this tournament. Some of those players, including Julian Hollis, from Rocky River, Ohio will be playing in this tournament. As well as the Pink Panther herself. Paula Kramer and Mira Fossey. Mariah Stackhouse as well as Jennifer Song. Kelly Tan will be in this tournament as well. As well as Allison Lee as well as as Lauren Conklin. All these golfers will be hitting the links. You can't also forget Emma Talley and Lee Lopez in this tournament, as well as Natalie Golbus and Cheyenne Woods. All these ladies will be descending on Highland Meadows Golf Course starting on Thursday, but you don't have to wait till Thursday to go to the golf course to get your tickets go to MarathonClassic.com for all your ticket information whether it be a weekly ground pass which by the way two for one weekly ground pass if you buy it online to clubhouse passes and to get to that Labatt party hole that everybody heads for so where can you get all of the coverage of the marathon classic well you are listening to the coverage right here as all the Elfer will have coverage to coverage of this of this great tournament in Northwest Ohio while some networks have illnesses other networks have secondary sponsorships we give you what you want the updated leaderboard the updated scoring As well as what's happening on the course. And this is the place to find it. Right here on AllAndyAlfred. So follow the show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. As well as Facebook.com. Slash AllAndyAlfred. And we will be on the course on Friday and Saturday. As cut day happens. As we'll set up our podcast from the ninth hole, where the golfers will be walking in and seeing who will be making the weekend tournament. And we'll be there also on Saturday for a fantastic, sensational Saturday that will lead us in to Championship Sunday. And who will lift that trophy that is made by Libby Glass. MarathonClassic.com for your ticket information. For what's happening on the grounds, follow them on Twitter at MarathonLPGA. As this is going to be the tournament everyone will be talking about—not the Solheim Cup, but this one, the Marathon Classic, presented by Dana, in Sylvania, Ohio, starts Thursday. And your coverage starts here, on All Andy Alford, on Wednesday night, right here, on the Anchor Network. As you just heard, the preview for the Marathon Classic that we were taping. We'll go more in an in-depth analysis on Wednesday's edition of All in the Alford of course, we will give you the tee times for for Thursday's first round coverage of of the Marathon Classic. We will be out on the course, of course, Thursday after, late afternoon. We'll be there Friday all day as we'll tape the podcast from the ninth hole. Uh, Saturday we will be on the course at the ninth hole as well. Sunday championship. Sunday we will be at the course for the championship presentation as well as all the information to give to you guys. And like I said in the, you heard it in the preview, uh, we want to first of all you know we don't mean anything by what we say in that intro. By the way, uh, we are we have great friends and great relationships with people in the sports media department. Uh, I, I I love Jordan Strack. I love Christy Kopanich. Christy and I are good friends, uh, and uh, we're good friends over at 13 ABC. It's, we have good friends at 13 ABC as well. Um, we hope that both of those, uh, Christy and Jordan, get well soon. Um, but not taking a shot at them or anything like that, but... It's kind of they got sick at the wrong time, as this is the big tournament for the Marathon Classic because this is one of the big driving points. And remember, Marathon Classic is not just a golf tournament; it's a huge charity event for for the Northwest Ohio for Northwest Ohio charities. If you are picking up your tickets on the Marathon Classic website, I do have a recommendation for you for your donation for your ticket, and that is Toledo School for the Arts, which is my alma mater. Uh, get your tickets when they when you pop up the chick pick a charity for your ticket, uh please choose Toledo School for the Arts for your ticket choice. Um they uh do tremendous work um with with music, integrating music and the arts together. Uh Dave Gurkey great friend of mine, of course, uh David Sagers as well as Jamie Dowell and all the crew over at TSA, uh, Elizabeth Hayes, as well as uh, uh, Joy Carson, and Talib Tolson, as well as Ken Burchette, and all those over there, and uh, Justin Longacre, as well as Rob Desmond, and uh, as well as uh, Mr. Wellens uh, over there as well. Uh, Great, great people. They're founding members of TSA, also former colleague, of course, Ken Zerker, as well, Um, Donald Carr, uh, Thomas Ulrich as well, great guys, Uh, Miss Jamie Narragon as well, former colleague, Toledo School for the Arts. Like I said, if you're picking a donation for your ticket, please choose Toledo School for the Arts as your charity donation. So there's that for you As By the way, coming up this past weekend was the Rocket Mortgage Classic, speaking of golf. Uh, it took place in Detroit. A uh, five-hole playoff sees Cam Davis win the five-hole playoff and shooting an 18-under. And with the LPJ coming into town, they were just in Texas for the Volunteers of America Classic. Jin Young-Ko finishes 16-under for the tournament. And uh, it is uh, a congratulations to her and her effort and winning the winning the Volunteers of America tournament uh looking at the leaderboard in the in the tournament for the Volunteers of America tournament it was like i said uh Jin Young Ko finishing 16 under par for the tournament and that you know the colony is a nice golf course but you know what i was watching a little bit of it you know, it kind of reminded me more of a public golf course. There's a lot of brown spots out there, but it was also Texas. It's, it's the summertime. You're going to have a lot of brown spots here and there once in a while. So I, I understand what they're getting at with the weather and everything like that. Casson uh, finishes, uh, it was, like I said, Jingley Co. uh Matilda Castron. Finishes 15 under par. Gabby Lopez 14 under par. Emma Talley finishes tied for fourth at 12 under par. Elena Black 12 under par as well. To uh, Jin Lee 6 11 under par finishes in seventh. Uh, Stacy Lewis finishes tied for 12th with uh, Stamf- with Stanford at 9 under par as well. Uh, Conklin finishes tied for 19th at 7 under par. Jasmine Soon finishes 6 under par. Uh, Mira Alex finishes 6 under par. Uh, Del Core finishes six under par. Well, it was, well, it's Kendall Dye finishes five under par, Tie for twenty-six in her out in her outing. Of course, um, so there is that all for you, right there. So that is your LPGA of course Marathon Classic this week. So looking forward to it. This is this is one of my favorite tournaments of the. This is my favorite one of my favorite sporting events of the season. It's usually. There's usually like three or four things I look forward to all summer long. And this is the this is like number two. Number one, of course, is the German-American Fest. But this one is number two. So get your tickets. Help out the children's charities, and especially Toledo School for the Arts, when you're choosing a charity to donate. As you're listening to all ADL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, Thank you for tuning in as we are now headed into all uh, into Andy rants tonight uh first and foremost, I want to thank you for giving me your time your effort and your time your effort for listening to what's happening in my life as well as what's happening in the sports world. I was going to have a, a little bit of an Andy rant tonight, but tonight we are going to pay homage to Kiv Lennox tonight um As we go off the air tonight, we will hold for an 80-second moment of silence to join those at the R-Bar that is happening as we speak right now. For 80 seconds, we will pause to honor him and to honor his life. Like I mentioned before, we are going to be covering the Marathon Classic for you. We'll have a show on Wednesday. Yes, we will have a show on Wednesday as we will get you set and primed for round one of the Marathon Classic at Highland Meadows Golf Course on Thursday afternoon. And Thursday, excuse me, Wednesday evening, we will have the preview edition of All Andy Elford, including the tee times for Thursday's tee-offs. So looking forward to doing that with you guys right here on All Andy Elford and to dive more into this great tournament in Northwest Ohio that a lot of people, a lot of people do care about how do people people do care about so until i talk to you on wednesday this is andy alford saying i'm pulling for you we're all in this together the game of life keep your stick on the ice and to the teams you were for at home and to my teams go jackets do it for matisse sticks for matisse by the way Go Tigers. Go Reds. And go go Tribe. And let's go Hens. And let's go Falcons. And let's tee it up Ohio. And let's tee it up Sylvania. And let's get ready for the Marathon Classic. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great week everybody. I'll talk to you on Wednesday for another edition of All ABO for a the Marathon Classic Preview Edition. We now pause for 80 seconds. A moment of silence for Matisse who who is passed on in this world, the goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets, dead at the age of 24. Love you guys.